Hello there, Vitamizers, and welcome back to the How Do You Health podcast. I'm Allison, as always, in Austin, Texas with Slenderella, and you're going to love this episode. This is a topic we haven't really covered yet, uh, even though Nurse Dosa is actually also technically a doctor of chiropractic. We haven't had a chiropractor guest yet, so we haven't really talked about it that much, but this was a really informative episode. There were a lot of things that I didn't know, and before we get into introducing our guest, as always, the How Do You Health podcast is brought to you by Slenderella. Slenderella is a vitamin shot and IV blend that was designed to help your liver function optimally. It got its name when the creators started noticing that liver detox was causing many clients to lose weight. Now there is a whole line of different Slenderella blends that you can customize for your needs, as well as a supplement line to support all of your Slenderella goals. You can find distributors and more information at www.slenderellausa.com. This podcast is recorded at MSW Lounge. MSW Lounge is located in Westlake Hills in Austin, Texas. They provide a variety of services, including vitamin shots and IVs, the whole Slenderella family, concierge medicine, chiropractic, massage therapy, a vitamin drink bar, and tons of other local company offerings for ways to clean up your health and naturally stay that way for a long time. Find out more at www.mswlounge.com. This podcast is sponsored by Athletic Outcomes. Athletic Outcomes is Austin's boutique wellness studio focusing on functional fitness and sports recovery. Located in Southeast Austin, AO provides services such as personal training, group classes, pre and postnatal training, nutrition coaching, massage therapy, chiropractic, recovery compression boots, and MSW lounge vitamin shots. It's your one-stop shop for health and fitness. Check them out on social media at Athletic Outcomes to stay up to date on their events and programs. This podcast is produced by Flabs to Fitness, Inc. Flabs to Fitness is an online wellness company that specializes in mindful eating, personalized workout programs, and offers a subscription workout program for 20-minute workouts you can do anywhere. It's also a social media content firm for creation and scheduling of content and engagement with your fans on a variety of platforms, including this podcast. Find out more at www.flabstofitness.com. Okay, so today our guest is Dr. Scott Mitchell. He is a chiropractor, fairly new to Austin, Texas, and he brought his sister in as well. She pops in a few times throughout the episode, but the majority of it was with Scott, and we just got really deep into the weeds of what all chiropractic is for, some of the origins of it, why he decided to pursue that route, and I just found it very fascinating because chiropractic has always been kind of a mystery to me, and I think you guys are going to get some really good information from this episode. So here is Dr. Scott Mitchell on the How Do You Health podcast. Well, well welcome to the How Do You Health podcast. Uh, we have an episode today with uh, two lovely guests. We met Scott. This is Scott Mitchell. He's a chiropractor. I've met, uh, I've met you at several different events, um, and uh, we're excited to talk chiropractic today, and I'm sure a bunch of other stuff. Um, and, uh, and then he brought his, showed up with his sister today, Jen, and she happens to be a trainer in Austin. They just both moved here. So it's going to be exciting to, to, I don't know, to just connect about all the things that Austin has to offer and all the things that New England has to offer. Um, and then of course we've got Nurse Doza with Baby Doza. (laughs) And, uh, yeah, let's get this party started. Awesome. So what, uh, what school did you go to again? Yeah. So yeah, the grad school I went to was Life West out in California. 
Yeah. So for the the listeners and viewers, there's about what nine chiropractic schools in in America. Something like that. It's, right. It's not a lot. Yeah. So there was used to be like twenty or thirty of them, right? And they kind of mm-hmm. just dwindled down. But LifeWest uh, is a very good school, and we talked about that there was a lot of straights there, yeah. right? Okay. Yeah. So there's, there's straights and mixers in chiropractic. There's a straight who is basically a person who thinks uh, the adjustment is everything and mm-hmm. there you don't need anything else for the body to heal. Mm-hmm. Uh, mixers believe it could be a combination of adjustments as well as like you know vitamins and nutrition mm-hmm. and even like uh, modalities like um, physiotherapy, uh, you know, Graston, ART, things like that as well. So um, in chiropractic, I just, I'll give it as a, as a background here, it is a way to heal the body naturally. Yeah. Right. So why did you decide you wanted to become a chiropractor? Yeah. So like with the whole straight and mixer thing, like it's also like the straights really came from like back when it was invented 1895. It's because the things, the disease and stuff that we saw back then are super different than we have now. With all the different autoimmune diseases. So now like you kind of need to mix into other professions, you know, yeah. chiropractic is amazing by itself, but with the help of other different modalities, you can just increase that much more. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so I decided to go into chiropractic because, you know, in undergrad, I was studying medical biology and I realized I continuously kept questioning everything that the medical profession was offering, where we were told to, like the real, like, the real moment I realized was when we were told to ignore the placebo. You know, we read about this experiment and they say okay take this drug and these people got better and these people got better without the drug and they said oh just ignore the placebo and i'd say like wait like the body has the ability to heal on its own without the drug why not instead learn more about that and then i just started learning more and more about other professions out there and i just kind of landed on chiropractic flew out to california uh saw the school and said you know what i i kind of like this and literally signed up Got it, got accepted, and never got my first adjustment until I actually got to school there. Yeah. And everyone's like, man, you traveled across the country and never even got adjusted until you got here. Like, it just, it just felt right, man. Yeah. It just felt right. I'm with you. Actually, we share that in common. I got my first adjustment in chiropractic school as well. I, 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 was it from Eric? No, it was not from Eric. It was from a teacher who, one of the professors who I was complaining about neck pain, and she, like, did one of those anterior ones like in the cervical basically like, like we're facing, yeah and she just and yeah. i was like Whoa. the funny thing about it was i don't think it was a good adjustment because like i kind of had a little bit of pain afterwards so i was mm. like hmm i don't know if i was fighting it or if it was like it wasn't as uh, specific as it should have been it's like it was real general yeah but like there were i got gonstead adjustments in in clinical and those were awesome and a gonstead yeah. adjustment is very specific you can do it from like a seated position um, you, you basically just adjust one level at a time. Yeah. Those can rock you, yeah. which is awesome. Yeah. And uh, I learned how to do that. It was it was cool. Um, so I get to kind of geek out with you on chiropractic. I think you're our first <laughs> chiropractor on the podcast. Right? I told him I wanted y'all to geek out about yeah. it. <laughs> yeah. So, so for those I people who don't know, I am a nurse. I'm a nurse practitioner, but I am also a chiropractor. I became a chiropractor first. Um, so I, I don't know how many techniques you were taught. Oh, like that's one of the reasons why I chose this school is because you literally learn every single technique in the book. Um, actually, do you know BGI, biogeometric? Yeah, I, would, I well, I didn't get taught that in school. I heard about it after I got out of school. Yeah, they're literally now starting to implement that into our school. And that's like, cool. They have all these different upper cervical techniques at our school. And so the reason why I wanted to go there is because I wanted to have as many tools in my toolbox just because you never know who's going to walk into your door. Yeah. Uh, I've had some patients already just in Austin. I've had... 
um, some older patients that have been coming in like almost in tears because they're in so much pain. I've had um, kids walk into the office. I've had um, athletic trainers walk into the office. I've like pretty much you see everyone. Um, our saying is uh, womb to tomb. That everyone should yeah. get adjusted womb to tomb. You know. Um, so <laughs> I wanted to be able to be able to help anyone that walks through the door. So that's why I do pretty much a little bit of everything. And anyone can get. Wait, but that is a thing, right? You do you can't adjust after someone's passed away. Oh no. <laughs> no, I mean, no, 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 we no, can. I mean, like, well, they actually, okay, so there is a t uh, there is a, a technique called MUA, and it's manipulation under anesthesia. Oh, that, okay. And yeah. so you can actually, like, for example, if you needed to do surgery on someone and their position is very locked, you could put them under anesthesia, and then you bring in a chiropractor or an osteopath is another person who can do it, and they adjust the neck to open up the flexibility so then they could like reposition the tubing down their throat or something like what that. What I was talking about, I think I saw something probably just on, on TV about like having to do something like that for you know, for the presentation of you know going into the, the really? funeral. The casket? Home. Yeah, because it was like... The death experience was really weird, right. so they had to adjust well, the person. Well, rigor mortis is basically a tension of, of all the all the muscles, and so I imagine like if they're, you know, sure they die like this, you don't want them looking in the casket like they were mortified, you know, to begin with. So <laughs> you can adjust their position. <laughs> yeah, if you can, that's okay. incredible because I think yeah. you'd probably break up a lot of scar tissue and all that. But yeah. I, the womb to tomb, I, I get where you're coming from. I adjusted my firstborn like within like minutes after him being born yeah it was cool Wait, it was, so that was the first time you adjusted a, a, yes i don't like adjusting kids i do not like adjusting kids i don't know if you adjust <laughs> kids. i love adjusting kids yeah i there's just something with me and like i just don't i i don't know it's just something i just don't like because i guess you you have to be very soft yeah. right very gentle it's not like a regular adult adjustment mm -hmm. right but well even I mean, with adults too i like to i kind of like to not bring everything all the way to tension and be really rough I tend to like to make up for it with more speed. Um, yeah. So it's a, it, so it actually feels gentler, even though it's like really quick. Yeah. Um, and patients have um, really benefited from that. And like one of the things I like to say is once you understand the biomechanics of the body, you understand how all the joints are lined up. You can literally adjust with pretty much anything as long as you have the right contact, the right vector, the right force, like all the different things that get into an adjustment. Um, so I just happen to enjoy learning as much as I can about the art of the adjustment so I can learn how to adjust many different ways. So I've yeah. had patients where like if I adjust a certain area, it doesn't really work out that well. So I just turn them over or have them sit up and I do like the similar adjustment and it just goes that much smoother. And they're like, oh, that was it. And I'm like, like, how come you didn't do that the first time? I'm like, yeah. okay, well, it's the same type of adjustment, just in a different position that will allow you to relax a little bit more. I'm like, oh my God, it's Jen, pretty so cool. you get adjusted yeah. weekly, yeah. daily? Three or? times a week. Three yeah. Times. yeah. Lucky. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, you are lucky. Spoiled. It doesn't feel good. Like, so good. Gosh, I notice a huge difference. See, that's the thing. So when, wait, so how long have you been doing, because I guess. Because I was in California, I was in California and she was in Tampa. Yeah. So she so hasn't it's, it's started. Thing. Yeah. Yeah. So like whenever we had like Christmas break or something and the whole family could be together, we were kind of like a little bit of a test dummy. But uh, since living with Back him in Austin, school, yeah, yeah since living with him in Austin <laughs> three times a week. So what do you feel is the difference? Because a lot of people ask about this. Should I get adjustments after working yeah. out or after training sessions? And I mean, I, my answer is always like yes, because I get them and I probably should get them more often than, than I than I do now. I'm kind of surprised you don't ask for it more. Well, it's just that it's like we're busy, right? And so it's like yeah. I don't want to like make you do another thing, and sometimes yeah. I could, I and then I forget about it. Yeah, but once I'm just you see the benefits of it, then like you definitely want to make it a thing. So I noticed like 
I think I usually like it before a workout, and I have like so many people that complain about shoulder issues or lower back, like stiffness or tightness. So like he can really work on my lower back. So when I am squatting or lunging, I just prevent injuries and feel like a better like mobility range of motion. You said you have scoliosis too. Yeah, I have pretty severe scoliosis. So that's like one of our big things we're trying to like tackle and just get my posture better and my alignment. Yeah, and so that's why I don't just have a chiropractic approach of just doing adjustments with her. I also work on a lot of different sort of stretches and exercises for her to do as long as, uh, yeah. as well as postural changes. So the biggest thing that actually really helped the most was because of her scoliosis, her right shoulder is way higher than her left. So mm -hmm. she'd always carry her purse on her right shoulder because it's like a shelf. The moment I pointed it out to her, she then I told her to start wearing her purse on the other shoulder. And now every time she takes a step, that's proprioception getting from her body to her brain, telling her that this is where I should be. And that now, like literally, like, even though her shoulder, right shoulder is still yeah. a little higher because she still has scoliosis, it's, it's getting like dramatically different. It used to be like this. Like, it was It's crazy, yeah. man. Yeah. It's crazy. So, and that's been for like four months. Can you explain proprioception for the people who don't know what that is? Yeah, so proprioception is basically, it's like, a, it's like our sixth sense. It's like where we are in space. So the way I like to describe it is if you hold up two fingers and you hold it behind your back, how do you know you have two fingers up? You know, you can't see it, can't smell it, can't hear it. You're just basically having your body send messages to your brain of where you are in space. So by working with your proprioception, you're literally sending messages from your body to your brain saying where you are. So if you can change your posture to where it needs to be and get areas, if they're stuck moving again, you're literally gonna be increasing your brain's ability to function, especially in the prefrontal cortex. And that just has amazing results. That's why it's not just about neck and back pain. It's really about just your overall ability to perform and function and then heal and recover as well. So I, I can nerd out about no, chiropractic. That's, that's <laughs> you know what's funny? I think only chiropractors use that term proprioception, even though it's like an actual yeah. thing. Like mm -hmm. it's well, we talk about it in yoga all the well, time. Yeah. Oh yeah, I was gonna say you can totally relate. Yeah. Well, in medical well, see, school, and so the you reason don't... that we started doing yoga too was because he would ask uh, during treating patients chiropractically, he would always start doing exercises with them. Mm -hmm. And I was like, oh, we do a bunch of those in, in, in yoga. Like, we, you should also try this. And then it became like, well, why don't you do the exercises? Because that way I can treat someone else in the mm -hmm. meantime and so on and so forth. Well, yeah. most chiropractors probably take, gosh, I don't know how many hours of neurology and physiology, mm -hmm. right? Like, we well, probably take more than a medical student will. Oh, it's definitely. I was looking at the comparison. Uh, medical students take a lot more in, like, the pathology yeah, aspects and we take a lot more of the neurology and actually a lot of radiology too just because we're really looking at the biomechanics and how the body's supposed to move <laughs> yeah no I, I you know what's funny in chiropractic school I was like I'm not doing radiology I'm not going to I'm not going to I'm just going to order it but I'm not going to review it because I don't mm -hmm. want to miss cancer on like mm -hmm. an x-ray but yeah like DAC bars are a thing right like you, you essentially like are trained as a fellowship um to, to be able to read imaging. And so like, uh, there's a couple places in town, they employ a bunch of, of chiropractors. And one of my old professors is there. So it's cool because you could totally read the difference in the way that they, uh, they, they put their wording for their findings and all that. But like, there was, there was a lot of professors I had in school that opened up the door for like many different possibilities to like, this is the route you can go with chiropractic. You can do sports, you can do pediatrics, you can do geriatrics, you can do animal chiropractic. Yeah. Like we have an animal chiropractic in South Austin, yeah. which is awesome. Mm -hmm. And it's like basically a vet who went back and learned about animal chiropractic. And then I had a, a classmate 
all he does is just adjust horses. Yeah, and, like, horses, sheep. dogs. Um, I like I, now I just notice that every time I'm petting a dog, I'm kind of palpating, feeling its spine. I, 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 <laughs> I haven't I, adjusted an animal ooh, yet. Though, I want to but. adjust our cat, but I just I just don't want to <laughs> yeah. do it. I just like I said, I I I went through a lot of training <laughs> to make sure I don't screw up someone's neck, and yeah. I don't want to start by screwing up my cat's neck, right? Because mm. like I'll leave it up to someone who's a professional who can do that, right? They got yeah. nine lives. Might as well practice on a cat. Yeah, well, <laughs> it was cool though because like we had uh, our dean uh, of, of Parker was a, uh, a vet, mm. and he became a DMV, and then he became an animal chiropractor, and he had a, a clinic on campus, and so all the people would bring their dogs or their animals, and he would adjust all of them, and I thought that was really cool, and it, it kind of makes you wonder like why isn't everyone emphasizing this more, right? Because yeah. like. You know, Jen said, you know, you do three times a week. Yeah. I don't understand why you don't do adjustments three times a week. If you can afford to do it, mm-hmm. like, why wouldn't you get adjusted all the time? Yeah. Well, like, I'm, I'm spoiled. I get adjusted at least twice a week. Dr. Oh, yeah. Matt and I take care of each other. Me too. <laughs> My wife, Merrick, we yep, went in chiropractic school, and she has scoliosis. Mm-hmm. And she, I have to adjust her all the time. Mm-hmm. And there's times, like, I just get on her because I'm, like, at the end of the day, I'm, like, you know, winding down. It's, like, 10 o'clock at night. So, can you adjust me real quick? I'm, like, oh, I've shut <laughs> yeah. down the day, you know? Like, all right, let me work it back up again. But I'll get adjusted, too, in return. And, I mean, it's just part of my normal routine. Like, yeah. I eat right. I exercise. You know, I take my vitamins for sure. I get adjusted. And, I mean, it, that's just what healthy people do. Yeah. You know? And I think it's cool because chiropractic 20 years ago was not the norm. Mm-hmm. Like, everyone thought it was, like, hippies went to chiropractors right and nowadays it's like you don't go to a chiropractor who do you go i go to the sports chiropractor down the road they do grass and they do art they do cold laser like Mm -hmm. it's like that's badass right one of uh one of our friends i just saw he was posted at a he was at the big 10 championship for Mm -hmm. swim meet and like he was there as the team chiropractic you know like and i thought that was awesome he needs an adjustment (laughs) well it's funny because our other kid um he'll get adjusted and uh if he's getting like cranky or if they're mm-hmm. sick under the weather. 100%. Um, this one is 11 months and the other one's three. And he's gotten adjusted, I mean, all the time. And now he can actually do side posture and all that. It's, yeah. it's so awesome because he loves it. And like growing up when Merrick and I would adjust each other, the kids come up and like put their hands on our legs or on our heads mm-hmm. and act like they're adjusting as well. And <laughs> yeah. I think it's cute. They're gonna grow up knowing that. Yeah. And this is interesting because I know you probably experienced this too. In chiropractic school, the people who grew up in chiropractic yes. families are so different. Yes. with their approach to help. I met some people that had never even had their blood drawn or vaccinated at all. Mm-hmm. And yet, they're still as healthy as can be. Not even as healthy, they're thriving. Oh yeah, they're like not, no problem, not sick, Never been ever. sick, never had a headache. Um, they're all good looking too, which is weird. I don't know if that's something <laughs> to do with chiropractic. Like, attractive, I say this. I guess, we, yeah. Well, we go, we go to like health conferences and it's always like, how are all these all these hot people just here. they're like glowing. Just, if you're healthy you're gonna be more attractive you should the see. reason we find those things attractive is because it signifies health yeah yeah chiropractic school is full of a lot of attractive people <laughs> <laughs> especially well, in california especially in california in dallas it was interesting because it was yeah. you got your little mix i love texas yeah. but you know was, yeah. i found my wife there though so yeah, hey you know there you go so there's at least, yeah. at least one there's at least, at least one. one right there but no um you're right health is sexy and mm-hmm. for most people who did chiropractic their whole life who grew up in a chiropractic family they were healthy mm-hmm. it's not like i was sick and have all these autoimmune disorders and i had to go into this because of it yeah, yeah like that's how a lot of people find functional medicine but chiropractic's like this is what i do in order to keep working out i keep training i'm going to keep doing this like i mean you see a crossfit gym it's like i'm going to open a chiropractic office right across the street because this is what's going to keep them going and oh, be able yeah. to work out right mm-hmm. 
And yeah. so I, I think it is sexy. I never actually heard that term before, but that's uh, oh, that's yeah, pretty sexy. cool. Yeah. So like yeah, and that kind of reminds me <laughs> trademark. of um, <laughs> trademark. <right there. laughs> one of my uh, one of my mentors back in school. His first name is Palmer. So for people that are listening, Palmer is the last name of the guy that actually invented chiropractic. And he grew up in a chiropractic family. He's like one of like, I don't know, like 30 chiropractors in his family. Like, um, and he was saying, I think he's like 50 now or something like that, or like almost 50. And he's saying he's never been sick, like really, really sick. And that if he ever did like start to feel under the weather growing up, his parents would drag him to the chiropractic table, adjust him, give him tons of water and like healthy food and send them to bed so that way they go straight to sleep. That way they wake up and they were never sick anymore. Yeah, you know it's so that's what we do in our office too. Is if anyone, any of our patients are actually sick, we tell them that they can come get adjusted in the morning. They can come back as many times as they want that day, no charge, just because we know that when the body is functioning correctly, especially when you're able to get them in the parasympathetic mode, then you're actually going to heal a lot better and a lot quicker. That's cool. You know? uh, you're, I haven't heard a chiropractor office say that in a while. Maybe because I'm not around chiropractors all the time anymore. But <laughs> like, yeah, like, the office I know. Yeah, that's, a, well, that's cool. All like, day. <laughs> like I said, Merrick has been in, always worked in a chiropractor office that was more family oriented. Yeah. So the parents would bring their kids in when they're getting sick. I mean, she treats kids who would wet the bed all the time, mm-hmm. and they stopped wetting the bed after they yeah. started getting adjusted. Yeah. Earaches, like ear infections, chronic ear infections yeah. were gone after getting bread adjusted. And, bread and butter. Right I'm there. just like, dude, that's so cool. Like, why wouldn't you take your kids there? Yeah. Right? Like, that's mm-hmm. just incredible, right? But you mentioned something I want to geek out on. Parasympathetic. Yes. Okay. So the nervous system is essentially what chiropractors treat. Mm-hmm. which is kind of a weird thing because like here in Texas, we're only allowed to treat the musculoskeletal system. Yeah. But I look at it in a sense like really the whole reason why we learn neurology and physiology is because we treat the nervous system. The spine yeah. just happens to protect the nervous system, right? Yes. And so if you have a lot of disease or stress in the body, it wears on it to where you basically create a sympathetic response where you're always being overstimulated, you're releasing cortisol, it's a lot of wear and tear on the body. We're rarely in parasympathetic mode. Yeah. And I think the chiropractic adjustment puts you in parasympathetic mode, right? Absolutely. Actually, like this, I literally was having this conversation with one of my patients yesterday who has been struggling with the digestive issue. Um, and, you know, he hasn't been sleeping very well. You can just tell, like, he's been really stressed out. So the way I adjusted him was specifically for stimulating the parasympathetics, where I would only adjust his pelvis and his upper neck area because I know that those are the two areas that will stimulate the parasympathetics and allow his body to get in a healing, relaxed state. Because if I were to adjust other areas in his body, it could still stimulate the sympathetic mode and make him take him out of that healing phase. So I, I didn't get a chance to talk to him today. I haven't seen, I think he might come back in again tomorrow um, to see like how he's doing after that. But he said like me, he's like, yeah, I just feel more relaxed. Like just like, and that's the, that's one of my favorite things is whenever people get adjusted for their first time, their normal response is, man, I got the best night's sleep ever. Yeah. And it's because they got put in that parasympathetic state. And I always joke about um, when I first started getting adjusted and even when I first started adjusting her too, is that um, when we got our low backs adjusted, the next day or a couple hours after, we just start farting up a storm. Who's these? Yeah, okay. <laughs> so, 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 so I would just start just farting up this. And it's literally our the nerves in our low back and just like everything just turning on our digestive system so it's working. And that's what really attracts me to chiropractic is because it's not the neck and back pain that I love working with. Yes, I of course work with it because chiropractors are great with neck and back pain. But when it comes to how the body is actually functioning and how it's affecting your daily life and just your lifestyle overall, that's the stuff I'm interested in. Um, there's actually uh, cool cases 
to show like how powerful chiropractic really is is when I first entered clinic back in school because in school we had to spend the whole last year in clinic actually going out getting patients and treating yeah. them my very first patient ever was a 57 year old man whose complaint was that he can't swallow food and I was like what do you mean you can't swallow food and he said that every time he would eat food he would try to swallow it and then he'd have 10, 10 out of 10 pain in his chest and his like esophagus because it would just go into spasm and I'm like that's really strange I'm like so what do you do he says I just sit there for about 60 seconds with this crazy spasm in my chest and half eating food in my mouth and you know I really I've been losing weight because I can't eat because I'm in so much pain and he said he's been to all these different medical doctors he's gone to a bunch of different ones actually talking about surgery talking about this drug that drug he's tried a whole bunch of different things and I said well I haven't seen this before, but I know that when your body is functioning correctly, when there's a brain-body connection, then your body is able to heal. And he's like, okay, let's give this a shot. So after just one adjustment in the middle of his neck, because I know that, that area has nerve supply to his esophagus, uh, I said uh, this area is subluxated or this area is misaligned. I corrected it. And then since that day, he's now been able to eat food without having any spasms in his chest. And... I was a student, I didn't know anything. I, I knew some, but I didn't know a lot. And I just adjusted him and he improved that much better. Now he's able to eat food, which a lot of people take for granted because obviously everyone can eat food. But now he can do it without being scared, without having any pain and without losing weight. And it's just changed his life. And I think he's still back at the school getting adjusted by uh, one of my buddies. Yeah. Actually, because when I graduated, I was able to pass him on to someone else. and. He's now like a true believer in chiropractic. He sees the benefit and it's affected his life in the most beneficial way. And if that doesn't tell you the power of chiropractic, then you know there's tons of stories like that. I, I heard tons of stories. And as a person who didn't grow up with chiropractic, I my case was I had a really bad back injury in high school. Uh, squatting too much is basically what it was you know you, too no, strong yeah, no coaches like no i don't say it's too strong too stupid is what it was nobody was watching me right they was like mm -hmm. well i can i could squat 300 pounds i'll squat 300 pounds you know i was probably like a buck 50 you oh. know i mean i was all legs right as a pitcher but mm. was doing it all wrong and i basically gave myself what's called a spondylolisthesis. Mm -hmm. and uh for for people who don't know what that is if you have the spine as vertebra and, and vertebral bodies basically all lined in one one shape like basically north to south one of the bones at l4 in my lower back was basically completely out and it's not like chiropractic saying like it's out of place you need to put it back in no like mm -hmm. this was permanently out of place yeah. and if it goes backwards it's pressing on the joints that are surrounding it up and down and then of course the nerves that come out of there is causing a lot of back pain so went to uh my GP and they prescribed muscle relaxers and, and uh, big horse pills of, uh, of ibuprofen. <laughs> I was taking that every day and I was still pitching. I remember every time I threw, I would have this flare, like 10 out of 10 pain where I was basically like having to stretch every pitch in yeah. between. And uh, they sent me finally to a physical therapist. I did that. It kind of helped for a little bit, but it didn't get rid of it. And I just remember the next thing was said, okay, you get a cortisone shot. That's, that's our mm -hmm. next round. Yeah. We're just in your pain management. I was like, well, I don't want a shot in my back in my spine i don't want one of those says what else can i do so i basically stuck with the core exercises and eventually got better with rest and all that but no one ever mentioned a chiropractor yeah and it sucked because like i look at it now and a place like austin everyone has a chiropractor that's mm -hmm. why i don't like promote that i'm always a chiropractor because mm -hmm. everyone has their own they're like oh well can i just get adjusted while you're here i'm like of course mm -hmm. i see more of like the maintenance care 
Mm-hmm. The people who are super healthy and it's like, I just haven't been adjusting in a month. I want an adjustment. I'm yeah. Like, cool. I would see a lot of people after car accidents. I saw a lot of sports injuries. And now you have like almost every professional team employs a chiropractor, hopefully, oh, yeah. right? Like it's just a given. Some are really, really good. Some some are like even like the best of the best. And I remember there was an article, uh, Sidney Crosby was a hockey player, or he yeah. still is with uh, Pittsburgh. He had really bad vertigo. Yeah. And uh, he went and saw oh, everyone for it, right? And and vertigo is like debilitating to the point where like you're mm-hmm. gonna get up and throw up because you just don't yeah. know how to handle it. He saw everyone. He saw uh, was it Carrick? Carrick? Yeah, yeah, the yeah. Carrick Institute. The Carrick Institute, which basically fixed him, yeah. and he was able to get back on the ice again. Oh, that's that's chiropractic on steroids. Yeah, it Carrick. is. But He's it was smart. like he was doing all kinds <laughs> yeah. of neurological like mm-hmm. treatments that I had never heard of before. But it was cool. Like I remember based off of that I was like well I can help some people that have these dizzy spells right and I remember I started learning about uh, VORs mm-hmm. you know basically the eye ocular movements right yep. and so there's a lot of exercises I'd have people do with just their eyes and their muscles and their dizziness was getting better because yep. I mean what are you gonna do for vertigo right mm-hmm. like there's not a lot of medical treatment so it's interesting because like medically medical treatment is if you got a problem with something you take it out yeah. Well, you just can't take out the brain because the vertigo is like, you know, <laughs> take, out your eyes, like, take out your eyes. They're not going to yeah. do that, right? Well, take this pill. Is this going to get rid of my pain? Yeah, but at what cost, right? Is it going to mm-hmm. fix my back? No, we're going to have to have surgery. Is surgery going to fix my back? Mm-hmm. Hell no. Yeah. <laughs> right? Like, how many people have you seen that have failed back surgery? That's a yeah. medical diagnosis now, failed back yeah. surgery. Yeah, I was going to say that. Yeah. 100%. Like, that's crap. And that's how you get, like, a, another surgery approved. We get more injections approved. I worked in pain management, and I literally talked more about chiropractic as a nurse practitioner mm-hmm. than I ever did before. Like, go get adjusted. Yeah. No one ever told me about getting adjusted. Why not? Go get adjusted, and then they start getting adjusted. And they're like, I feel really good, but I still have this back pain. I'm like, well, you're also 50 pounds overweight. Like, you need to lose some weight there. And you need to start eating right, and you need to start taking care of yourself because you totally. just you can't just – live this life that you've been leading and wonder why you always have high blood pressure and you have diabetes and you have, you know, impotence and you're basically low testosterone, right? And so chiropractors have always been kind of like the primary care providers for most of the people who wanted an alternative to traditional medicine, Mm -hmm. right? They were naturopaths and chiropractors and osteopaths were the natural medicine doctors forever, Mm -hmm. right? And so chiropractors naturally had to learn nutrition, yeah, right? And I remember uh, there was a professor I had at school, and he had the uh, physical assessment. Because you had to, you and I had to take mm-hmm. physical assessment classes. We learned all about diabetes, uh, IBS. We learned, I mean, everything, depression and all that. And there was always a chiropractic approach. Yeah. Right? Mm-hmm. And it was very specific, too. Like, you could say, if you adjust here, it triggers the nervous system to relate it here. So yeah. uh, going back to the parasympathetic, when you adjusted that guy, yeah, can you explain a little bit why you just had those areas? Can you talk about the nerves? Yeah. There. yeah, so the parasympathetic like we were talking about is basically stimulated from the sacrum and from the very top of the skull, like the very top of the, the top of the neck where the skull meets. And by adjusting those areas, especially when they're out of alignment or if they're stuck, it will stimulate the parasympathetics to turn on. Everywhere else in the spine, if you were to adjust it, more so stimulates the sympathetics. That's why I really work, especially in today's world where everyone is stuck in that fight or flight state. So the word sympathetic basically means fight or flight and parasympathetic means rest and digest. Mm -hmm. So just in today's world, how everything is so fast and we have immediate gratification all the time. If you ever want to find something out, you take out your phone, Google it and immediately have the result. 
that's really putting everyone into that fight or flight state where they're always kind of go, go, go. So if you come to me, a lot of times what I find is that a lot of people are actually misaligned and subluxated in those areas, in the upper neck and in the bottom, uh, like in the sacrum. So by adjusting those areas, that's why like the most common thing I hear is, you know, I just feel more relaxed. You know, sometimes they say, oh yeah, my neck pain's gone, my back pain's gone, but they just say like, I'm sleeping better. Uh, I'm able to move better. My mood has changed. I have clearer thinking. And that's the that's the part that, that gets me excited to go to work every day. And, you know, especially when I'm just putting my hands on people, it just builds a stronger connection with them that I kind of, it's kind of like I'm getting the benefit of their adjustment. You know, if that makes sense is that like, literally, I know they're getting the benefits, but it's actually making me feel better too. Oh yeah. There was a, there was a in nurse practitioner school. I rotated with a family doctor, uh, because that was my specialty. Uh, and there was a, he told me one time, he's like, you know why I think chiropractors get people better? Like so much so is that I think it's because uh, you put your hands on them. 100%, 100%. And I looked at him and said, you're a freaking doctor too. Why don't you put your hands on somebody? Yeah. Put your arm around them. Oh, do yeah, something. Yeah, like what, what is it? Like, what, like I, you. The oxytocin release. People yeah. don't get it enough. Well, think yeah. about it. Like you always talk about doctors that are so busy that they only have five minutes to see you. You don't get enough to enough time to say what you want, right? Mm -hmm. And then they're like, well, they didn't even examine this. They didn't look at this or whatever. And they just gave me these pills and out the door, right? I saw it in the pain management world. There was sometimes the exam wasn't even done on the person about the back. It's like, well, let's just order an MRI. Mm -hmm. Like you didn't even check to see if it's a disc issue, if it's a nerve yeah. issue, if it's a muscle issue. Do one orthopedic test, at least one, something like that. You know? And that's the thing. In chiropractic school, how many orthopedic tests did you learn? At least, well, definitely triple digits, probably a hundred and something. Right. And orthopedic tests <laughs> are the standard that you would look at to rule out a, a, a differential diagnosis. Mm -hmm. Could it be a nerve issue? Could it be a, a, a herniated disc issue? How many people walk around and they're like, I think it's a disc. You can sneeze yeah. really hard and create a herniated disc. So yeah. how many people walk around with that all the time? Is the disc so bad that it's causing irritation of the nerve or is it causing irritation of the joint? Right. Mm -hmm. And so then you kind of have to differentiate. And you don't have access to an x-ray. I don't know. Do y'all do x-rays in-house? We, yeah, but you just send people out for x-rays right down the street. Yeah, yeah, so like you don't always have the access to that. I'm going to order MRI mm -hmm. and then decide what to do. It's like you have mm -hmm. to have clinical skills in order to figure out, yep, that's that's what I think it is. Yeah. And so I think our assessment and our physical skills to, to for examination have to be far and above well, like uh, anyone would expect. And I know, I remember, you remember part four boards? Yes. I remember we basically went into a clinic and there was like, I don't know, like 20 rooms and you were in a coat and you basically go into one room and then they're like, okay. And they put up a, a picture of an MRI and then they're like, what is this? And then you have a test question and then it says, what's your follow-up blood work? Mm -hmm. What's your next step? Where would you refer? Where would you refer would you do for management? It had nothing to do with low back pain. Yeah. It was basically, they presented with lower back pain, but then there's like, here's a tumor on their spine. Mm -hmm. Okay. What kind of tumor is it? Right, because you have to know radiographs, right? So then you start looking at osteosarcomas, yeah. right? I remember there was a question about multiple myeloma. Mm -hmm. I still remember today. It's Ben's Jones proteins is what you yeah, look at and everything, go. right? Good for but, you. Yeah. but like, just <laughs> funny because, and when we were studying for boards, I learned more about pathology in my boards for oh, chiropractic yeah. school, and it was funny because sometimes people would say like, "Just study this and you'll forget about it." I'm like, why would you forget about this? Like, you're mm -hmm. gonna see this in clinical practice. And mm -hmm. how many times does it come up where you're like, oh crap, I learned about this. Yeah, I'm gonna go like go reference this real quick. Oh, that's what that is. Mm -hmm. And because I you, that. and yeah. you because you took the time, you put the hands on the person, like you actually like cared mm -hmm. uh, to the point where you say, hey, you know what? Like, I'm gonna see them two, three times a month, maybe. I'm gonna get to know them. 
-hmm. And the next thing you know, they tell you something else like, oh my God, why didn't you tell me that before? That's probably what it is. Mm -hmm. And so 90% of your diagnosis will come from your history. Oh yeah. Right? That's why, you know, I spend on the very first visits, I spend at least 45 minutes with the patient. And a lot of that time is really just building the rapport and understanding history. So an example is one of the patients I have in my office is an acupuncturist. And he was saying that he, his uh, complaint was really kind of like mid-back pain, more so on the right side. And I just, before I even touched him, I just asked him, like, okay, so when you're doing acupuncture, do you turn this way and bend forward to do the acupuncture in the same motion every time? And he said, yes. And I'm like, okay, so if you're doing that motion over and over again repetitively, no matter how much I adjust you, do you think it's going to help a ton or just help a little? And he says, okay, maybe I should start switching both sides. I kind of call that dentist syndrome because dentists do the exact same thing. So whenever I have a dentist come in or a dental hygienist, the first thing I ask them is, do they have pain, tingling, numbness going down their arm into their fingers? And I'm like, yeah, how did you know? And I'm like, well, if you're doing the same repetitive motion over again, that's unbalanced, it's gonna create imbalances in your body as well. And you just start to see it with the, that's just with the history, I didn't even touch them yet. Then obviously afterwards, then I do the physical exam, orthopedic exam, and be able to help correct any issues going on. But that's why I also spend much more time to understand what their lifestyle is like. Because like with Jen, having her put her purse on the other shoulder made a huge, huge, huge difference. Huge difference. So I could have been adjusting her this and that, but now she's getting better quicker because of the stuff that she's doing outside of the office. So that's why I don't like to have people walk in, just get adjusted and leave. I like to build the rapport, understand what's going on in their life. So that way I can actually make the right the right decisions on how to help them adapt more to the lifestyle. But you also connect the dots and you look at the person as a whole rather than just treat the symptom. Oh, if they say they have mid back pain, I say, okay, cool, I'm gonna check your whole spine. They say, oh, I got toe pain, okay, cool, I'm gonna check your whole spine. You know, you gotta check everything. Yeah, and like, so in the pain world, and I always reference this because that was a whole nother world and experience, um, carpal tunnel was Mm -hmm. very prominent. Mm-hmm. And how many carpal tunnel surgeries do you hear about? Yep, it's and, the yeah, yeah, and it's just like, well, I don't know if it's coming from your wrist. What do you mean? It might be coming from your elbow. It might be coming from your back. It might be mm-hmm. coming from your neck. Mm-hmm. I don't know, right? And so, a lot of times, like, and I know this, letting a secret out here, but pronator's teres is basically a, an entrapment, right? Because mm-hmm. the muscle that's right here on the forearm has the median nerve that goes in there and it goes right into the wrist. And so mm-hmm. sometimes if you basically just touch them here and they're like, ah, this There's hurts. Some ART right yeah, there. I'm just like, yeah. it's coming from your elbow. It's not even your wrist, man. Like, mm-hmm. why type all day? I'm like, yeah, but like, look at your posture and look mm-hmm. where you're, you're sitting all day. Like, it's all connected there, yeah. right? And you might save someone from having a surgery. Yeah. Oh yeah, we hear that all the time. I, the easiest question you can ask is like, you point out what's going on and you can say, okay, if we didn't change anything, is this problem gonna get better or worse? And every time they say it's going to get worse, I say, okay, let's just make the little changes here and there, nothing too drastic. And then what you're going to notice, you're going to slowly start to get better over time. But kind of like what I was saying before, how we like the instant gratification nowadays is that a lot of, a lot of people expect to walk into my office and get fixed immediately. They say, oh, I've been having this low back pain for 10 years now. I said, okay, 10 years of low back pain. You expect me to do one adjustment and it's going to completely go away and never come back again. Like yeah, <laughs> I'm like, I'm like well, unfortunately that's not the case. I mean, if this took ten years to develop, it's gonna take a little bit of time to be able to resolve. You know, because the way that we treat our body every single day is gonna start to accumulate, and that we're dynamic human beings, meaning that we're never healthy. You know, we're never just like like permanently like you're healthy. You're either 
getting healthier or getting sicker based off whatever decisions you're making every single day. That's right. I have it right up there. You see it. As I see it every day, you do one of two things, build health or produce oh, disease in there yourself. there you go. Yep. I used to have quotes like that every day. Snap it, snap it. Right? And so, (laughs) yes, it's like, Balder wants to live to 120. Allison, I don't know how long you want to live for, right? But forever. Forever, right? Why is it that that we just accept it's the inevitable, right? Like you said, health is sexy. People who do chiropractic, like you're just going to be healthy, right? I mean, how many people have come up to Allison probably and said, Gosh, you look great. You're, you're working out, and you eat. You probably eat right, right, and take care of yourself. That's why you look like that. Well, no shit. Of course I do. Like, why wouldn't I take care of myself? I have one body. Mm-hmm. That's always funny when people say, like, "Oh, you probably eat like really healthy, right?" I'm yeah. Like, why is it bad? I know. <laughs> like, I had that conversation with someone this weekend. So I do, I'm like out late a lot because I do comedy and I hang out with degenerates, and <laughs> it's just funny because like. Anytime I talk to any of them or like I go to a club to do something and like I'm talking to the security guys They're always just like oh, yeah, like we should go grab a bite and I'm like, ah, no, it's fine I'm just gonna go home and they're like, oh, I bet you eat like salads and shit. I'm like, yes <laughs> Yeah, and I don't I don't feel like shit in the morning. I don't I don't have yeah. a I don't have a problem sleeping. I don't I have a problem be, going to the bathroom I won't be yes. over. I'll get to wake up and write more jokes and also run a business. Oh, yeah, yeah. so so yeah. I saw some college buddies this past weekend and uh you know, I told them, I said, I don't drink anymore, obviously. And they were like, so are you still doing that? Like, where you don't drink? And I was just like, yeah. <laughs> like, I don't drink. Damn, what's that like? I was like, I feel fucking great. Like, I mean, I don't, know how to, I don't wake up. You're going to wake up and feel like shit tomorrow. Yeah. Well, did you bring some vitamins for me? I'm like, shit, you're going to need a lot of vitamins. Because I saw you drink, like, two pitchers tonight. Like, you're going you're gonna to need it. Well, but that's crazy because yeah. everybody was walking around with their own pitchers. Yeah, and taking shots. And one guy brought, like, it was old school. Like, he brought a round of shots for everyone. And I don't know what it was, but it was dark. And it was a big glass of it, and I could smell. I was like, "That just smells disgusting." It smells like regret. <laughs> it smells like, like regret. regret. Oh it yeah, like a yeah. But that's that's part of the lifestyle, right? Where essentially you say, "I'm not going to put anything in my body that's going to cause me to feel like crap," right? Mm-hmm. And the instant gratification part. Look at what's going on in this country. Everyone has a belly. Yes. We're all overweight. Sometimes two bellies. Sometimes two bellies. Sometimes two double chins. We have high blood pressure. We can't get it up. Um, We Mm -hmm. have bad cholesterol. And uh, everyone has hormone issues. Mm -hmm. Right? And it takes work. Like, I had a talk with a lady today about um, stress. Yes. She literally had uh, heart palpitations. Went to see her GP. They ordered a few blood work tests. Not the ones I would have ordered, obviously. But they said it's stress. Maybe you need to go see a counselor or a therapy. There's a lot of different types of stress. Right. And so I was like, oh, crap. Now we have to go. So we basically went through everything. And it was funny because at one point, we just started talking about diet and food the entire time. Mm-hmm. I was like, I'm overwhelming her. I was like, okay, let's keep it simple. <laughs> we need to clean up your gut. We need to basically put foods that can heal your body in there. What are some of your favorite foods? And she started saying, and I was like, well, some of the things you can try to remove is dairy, gluten, sugar, I said nightshade vegetables too would be a good idea because I'm on this whole no nightshade kick. Mm-hmm. And she just looked mm-hmm. at me and she's like, what do you mean? What do I eat? What do I eat? I was yeah, like, ice well, cubes. Well, yeah, <laughs> so it was kind of funny because it was like, oh, wow, like she's never heard this before, right? Yeah. Okay, well, think about this. There's certain foods that you can be sensitive to that's causing inflammation in your gut. And if your gut's your second brain, maybe that's why it's causing all this distress. Mm-hmm. And I said, maybe you can go with that approach rather than just taking Xanax all the day. You know, and she's like, oh, well, that's funny because that's what the doctor wanted to give me was Xanax. Yeah. I'm like, yeah, but like, 
knocking you out unconscious is not going to fix your stress. Like you're still going to wake up and have the stress there. So yeah. what do you do with it, right? So we talked about meditation. We talked about, you know, addressing the whole body as a whole. And by the time she left here, I think she was overwhelmed. But at the same time, she saw that it was a, a bigger, a bigger connection, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. If everyone got adjusted, they'd be healthier. Yeah. If everyone ate salads, you know, or ate some kind of vegetable at every meal, you would be healthier. Mm -hmm. And it wouldn't be like corn or potatoes, yeah. you know, because that doesn't have any nutritional value. Yeah. But like you want to have your kids raised in a way that where they're healthy. Yeah. You know, I want these kids to like never be sick. Yeah. Dude, but here's the truth. They, they do get vaccinated. Mm -hmm. They just don't get all the 70 vaccines all at once that yeah. you need. Like it's a delayed, right? Because yeah. I believe in vaccines, right? I believe in modern medicine, but we don't need a third generation hydrocodone or morphine pill that could kill a horse, but for you and I, it makes us addicted. Yeah. Right? I think that when it comes to mental wellness, chiropractors should be included in it because, you know, if we're treating the body as a whole, parasympathetic nervous system needs to be addressed, right? Oh, it's happening, man. Yeah. So I'm sure that you come in see you and they're like i got back pain oh yeah but i also got like these 10 other things going oh on you, you should right? see the list and yeah. ev like everyone just circles a whole bunch of different things and kind of go back to like what you're saying with um how like she was going to get prescribed xanax i think one of the issues is that it's so much easier to just pop a pill than it is to say okay actually i have issues going on in my life where i should probably meditate i should probably you know spend a little bit more time preparing my own food rather than just going straight to um, a fast food or anything like that but the things to make you healthier tend to put a little they, they require more effort at the beginning at least like because you're just not used to doing it and a lot of people just want that instant gratification they want that response where they can just take a pill and be like okay the problem's gone but the problem's not really gone you're just kind of masking it you're masking it so you still have all these issues going on and they're going to come back to haunt you later on and it's the same sort of thing as that health is really based off your lifestyle and the choices you make every single day you know so and that's the thing is you know i can't follow my patients around and make sure that they're doing the proper movements and eating the right things and like thinking the right things and making sure no stress happens to them it's really up to them to be able to do it and i just do my part um, and when people start to understand that they're in charge of their health and no one else is you're not in charge of my health you're not in charge of my health it's really i'm the only one that's in charge of my health yeah. so i'd rather surround myself with the right things the right modalities the right people the right thoughts everything surround myself with all the healthiest things so that way i can then be as healthy as possible and then be able to help more people because the people that are healthiest are able to help more people i can't help anyone if i'm sick you know? that's true i can't help anyone if i'm thinking the crap so you saying that people need to realize that they are in charge of their own health is just a key point that i feel like is being made a lot, but no one yeah. is really listening. Yeah. I just shared something very similar to that yesterday. It basically said a doctor doesn't make you healthy, a trainer doesn't make you fit, yeah. a nutritionist doesn't make you eat right. You have to be the one. Like, yes, you can hire these people to give you the resources, but you're the one who's taking responsibility. Yeah. And I think that's just, I think the instant gratification society that we live in has trained people to think, oh, I can shove responsibility off of myself. And because I'm hiring a doctor, now I'm healthy. Because I'm hiring a trainer, I have to work out, and so that makes me fit. And that's not the case at all. Unless yeah. you're being mindful and treating your body like the home that it is, I just tell people, frankly, if you're being unhealthy, you're disrespecting yourself, and that's mm -hmm. not fair to anyone else. So yeah. that's probably harsh, but I mean, 
that's what it is. Like you yeah. said, you can't be of use to anyone else if you're not useful to yourself first. Mm-hmm. Sorry, it, that's my rant. No, no, I, 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 I agree. Yeah. I did have a question for you, though, kind of going back to the beginning. Yeah. Why did you want to become a chiropractor? <laughs> so there's yeah. two reasons. Number one is I really didn't want to be a dentist. Because I was so in your world, the options the, were dentist or chiropractor. It was, it was. I know. I always knew I wanted to get into the healthcare field. And when I was an undergrad, uh, my senior year, I worked as a dental assistant for a semester. And that's when I realized, like, I cannot do this every single day. Um, I would be good at being a dentist, but I'm like, I. It just wasn't fun for me. It wasn't as creative for me. Uh, a lot of people in the office just didn't seem very happy or creative or enthusiastic not this thing that anything's wrong with being a dentist mm-hmm. uh, but it just wasn't my path so yeah. I just started looking at different things and I don't know it's I've really been good at just kind of following my gut and my gut just well one it led me here too I was gonna I didn't know where I was gonna go after I um, left California and I just thought about this I moved I came here for like a five days loved it so I just said okay I'm just gonna do it and just gonna send it like and I, I literally, <laughs> just, I literally just, just trusted what we say in chiropractic is I trusted my innate. Um, but do y'all get into uh, dentistry in chiropractic school? I mean, I mean, it's part of the like we do some school. TMJ stuff, but I mean, like, I mean, you learn the anatomy of the mouth, but yeah. that's about it. And it was 32 teeth. Yeah. We had, there's a lot of like, uh, <laughs> there's a lot of metaphors that basically say like, if, oh, yeah, if your spine was on your face, you would take care of it more, just like you would go to a dentist to go get your teeth sure. cleaned all the time, right? Or like preventative dentistry is basically getting your teeth cleaned once a year and getting all the other stuff done. Like, I mean, that just, there's a lot of similarities, but the TMJ is probably the biggest connection there. Like yeah. there's a lot of dentists who refer to chiropractors based off the idea that someone is really wearing down their TMJ yeah. and, or they're having like a lot of headaches and it's upper cervical. And mm-hmm. it's like, there's a big connection of basically just wearing all this down up here. And so... Yeah. And one of the crazy things is this too is like people go to the dentist to get their teeth checked and teeth cleaned even if they have no tooth pain. Like <laughs> yeah, think true. about that. Like we're going there because we're just like it's a, you know, <laughs> a lot of people go to the dentist at least like twice a year. Just I got dental insurance this year though. Okay. So my <laughs> uncle and I maybe my uncle and I are my dentist. No, I got so. it. I just need to use it now. <laughs> yeah, he's laughing at you. He's, not, he's probably going to go to the dentist before you do, and he doesn't even have teeth. <laughs> right? Nah. You're not going to the dentist, Uncle Baldo. <laughs> well, it's because you don't eat sugar, right? So you don't have to worry about it. Yeah. No, how many days now? No sugar, no drinks? Uh, I don't know. 45? 40? Wow. That's nuts, wow. right? But it's fun. I, it's like how I feel best. Yeah. Not doing drugs or sugars. Yeah. Although that, I almost ate that muffin earlier because it was so. Those good. muffins. Yeah. Are yeah. Oh, yeah. You want to show how I do health here? This is, <laughs> this is what's on my desk right now. An apple and a chocolate muffin. But that's a vegan. But what, yeah, I was gonna say, what's in that muffin? No added sugar. It's vegan and gluten free, right? Yeah. Yeah. From the coffee shop across the street. This is so yummy. This is how yeah. I help. Yeah. Right? So no, I mean, I get those like in, and you're like, and it's still available, right? <laughs> so I can eat this and lose weight. Is basically what people are gonna say, right? It's like no, because nope. I'm still gonna go work my and you know work my ass off. I eat spinach and broccoli and sardines and avocados all day. This just I have a sweet tooth. What's crazy though, because you talked about people expecting like a quick fix, right? And mm-hmm. and that's always like the question is like, oh, I just have to do that. And this like I do I do six day fast every three months, and 
people ask me that, oh, so all you have to do is not eat and you'll lose weight, right? And I was like, it's not because of it's the weight. It's not about the weight. It's <laughs> yeah. about just your health in general, how your body's functioning, yeah. healing. Yeah. All that. yeah. But it's, it's crazy because that seems to be, and I would imagine for chiropractic, because a lot of it is like, I would say like the gateway drug is like low back pain and oh yeah and then yeah. it's like it stems from there but like why wait till yeah. that happens no my favorite patients are the ones that walk in and say yeah i'm not really in pain or anything i just heard like this is good for me and i'm like oh my god i started clapping and yeah. you know just because they're doing that they actually get us just jump straight to maintenance where they don't need to come in a lot more often at the beginning they can just start just coming in you know like once every other week or once a month sort of things because if they're already healthy Let's just do what we can to make sure you stay healthy. Now, obviously, there's people, like 99% of people that come in, they usually have an issue or a problem going on. And sometimes they wait till it's like a long time until it's really bothering them that then they want it corrected. And a lot of times those do take a lot more time. But there's still those certain instances, like the guy I was telling about before, the very first patient I had in my clinic where he couldn't swallow, then he got adjusted and immediately that problem went away. And those stories happen where people have that instant relief that instant benefit immediately um but the body's just unpredictable yeah so i'm just going to do what i know what to do best and the body's going to react in, in the way it should especially when the brain but body it's always there. easier to stay healthy right or oh. cheaper too. Oh, it's way <laughs> easier and better to just stay healthy than to wait until you're sick yeah. and then yeah that's the thing that always blows my mind too is like those people who will go out and party and drop 50 to 100 dollars a night drinking but then they'll complain about a 40 dollar supplement that lasts them 30 days yep. mm-hmm. like uh, what are yeah. your priorities yeah. <laughs> exactly yeah all right well i think we're hitting time do you guys yes. want to where can we find you? Where can, do you have a website, social media? Yeah, so one of the best places to find me, I mean, this is Austin, Texas, so I started learning a lot more about Instagram. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah. uh, one of the best places to find me is on Instagram at Dr. Scott Mitchell, no period. Um, same thing on Facebook, Dr. Scott Mitchell, and then the website is lifespringchiro.com slash Dr. Scott. Cool, and Jen, oh, you're, I know you're training people now, or no, not training yet. Yeah, I'm coach. Yeah, I do Orange Theory, so... Come see theory. me at the domain, yeah. Orange <laughs> theory at the domain. Mm-hmm. Okay. Come see me, take some of my classes. We'll have fun. How do you like it up there? <laughs> domain, it's yeah. fun. Yeah. yeah, it's good. She wanted to move to the domain, but I did. Like when we first moved here, but I just said like my practice is oh my practice on South Lamar. So since my practice on South Lamar, I'm like I'm not driving you know that yeah. far. So we just live on Riverside. Crossing that river. Well, it's probably easier to go that because you're always going against traffic, right? Uh, no. Depends on the time. Yeah. <laughs> uh, we're we're no, learning. There's not really against traffic time. Yeah. In yeah. We're learning bits yeah. and pieces. But I mean, coming from Boston and then living in California, you know, this is nothing. This is nothing. Cool. Awesome. Well, thank you guys so much for coming by and uh, catch us on the next, what is it, two weeks from now, right? Live anyway. This yeah, one will show up in a couple weeks. Thank you. <laughs> thank y'all. Thanks.